Okay, hi everybody. Laura Eisenhower here with Augie Nost. We are hosting this panel of the Council of Thought Leaders. And I believe Nori is there as well. And yeah, utilize the Q&A, any kind of question, anybody who is still here can think of. Uh, no, Sean Stone is not gonna be here the first hour. He's gonna join us the second hour. So we have plenty of time to talk about all kinds of things. Uh, any questions from what you heard from the speakers, if you wanna direct it at somebody specific or questions that might have um, something to do with something else other than what we talked about. So you can just put it in the Q&A. And if uh, I don't see anything, I'm going to pose a question to the group. And my question would be, here we are all you know, kind of connecting dots, putting out all our information. And it's very solution oriented. I think just walking away from a conference like this, there's so much to reflect back on as far as how to pull ourselves out of any ruts that are facing um, us as individuals and as a humanity. The hard part is reaching the masses. I know you talked about the photon belt and yes, I mean, this particular Ascension window period has us in a very unique place um, as far as what we're capable of achieving and activating within ourselves. But, um, you know, people are talking about the queen dying and just the cabal kind of falling apart. But don't you think it's because we're letting go and we're waking up or humans are, I know a lot of us have been awake uh, to the point where it's just going to fall away from our timeline. Or do you think um, that it'll always remain and it's part of the greater in initiation that we have to kind of maybe visit these lower realms for either a mission kind of reason or to wake up with this sort of dark catalyst do you see this sort of fading away for good from all, or do you see just a few individuals being able to break away because they've completely removed themselves from any kind of attachment? Does that make sense? Or a little bit of both. I mean, I know those are the kind of answers that are probably part of the great mystery that we have to embrace, but we hear so much stuff about executions happening. Now the queen's dead. It means the Royal family is over. Um, and, uh, but do you see that the timelines are different for everybody based on their own soul growth or is a huge event going to kind of happen that'll ripple out to everybody? Kind of what are your thoughts about that? And, and anything you can grab from the kind of bunch of questions I asked in one, you know, go for it. We can go around if you want to start Elena, since I know you might not be able to stay on very long and then we'll loop around to Dan and then John and then Augie. And then feel free, any of you guys to pose a question if we don't get any from our listeners. Well, I, I try to stay as much as 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 I can. Um, so, if you ask me first regarding to my perspective and uh, the, the knowledge I, I I receive and share from upstairs, as I say, um, there is only one timeline that we can ride at a time. It's like a train; you cannot r run ride on two different sets of rails so we are on one timeline at the time it's pretty much stable stable now um now the i do not believe there is going to be catastrophic event happening that is part of a narrative created by the deep state to scare everyone and manipulate everyone i do not i i think that is to uh, put forward um a salvation uh, that would be uh, really catastrophic. That would be the bad thing because if people are so scared, that when you when you are scared, you don't think, right? And uh, 
you you can climb on ships and you don't know who's driving them and where you're going to go and that's that's a real trap so um i think this this has been planned for a very long time and uh, trying to push it um like like the alien invasions i i believe it's a real thing that that is planned for since a, a while and trying to they are trying to uh, but now um i don't believe myself personally that this will succeed i hope i'm right <laughs> um and, right. uh, <laughs> and um the, uh, regarding to an event yes it's happening it has started it's the rising in consciousness of humans of earth and i also believe that we've entered into a higher density zone in this galaxy and you know everything shifts in the, at the same time nothing is left behind so those who are resisting to the shift they will just suffer more but we are all on the same planet moving together and we're all on the same trip and uh, we'll get to the same destination all at the same time so that is my perspective um, that's what I can say Laura, are you there? <laughs> well, let, let me comment on that one because everybody knows. I don't care if you if you're under a twenty pound rock or two thousand pound rock. You know something is not right in this society, and we are expecting something to happen. But remember also what I said a little while we are living in a mind created universe. And that is not just our mind, it's also collective mind and the universal mind that helps creates with us. But we are the star actor in this movie and we are driving it. Mm. So whatever we allow to keep mm. and dwell in our mind the most is what we're gonna have in our life. That is what I am not worried about the future whatsoever because I have created my timeline and it's going forward with good things in it. And I, I, people send me videos and stuff all the time, and I watch a little bit of it, but I don't watch a lot of it because I already know what I will have. I don't know if that makes sense to a lot of people, but it's there. Oh, it's uh, Charnel's trying to get on, and we don't have any hosts. I think uh, maybe Shirai is there, um, or or Joan. It, uh of angels if you could see um how to admit it, it'll say admit somebody who's trying to get in dr charnel's trying to get in so that's awesome i agree in so many ways augie and and totally resonate with you just shared elena and uh we're powerful co-creators and that's the reason they have psyops and mind control and social engineering because if they can infect the brain it infects our creative channels which impacts what we are consenting with and in, in relationship with and what we are actually manifesting and people don't realize how much they're enabling uh maybe a future that they don't want that they can free themselves from the minute they unchain themselves from that kind of dependency bond which i was talking about and, and so many of us have been addressing so um yeah hand it over to dan and then john what are your thoughts about that and then if anybody wants to pose a question to the group go for it <clears throat> Well, you know, other than the NSA, you know, monitoring everybody, it seems that, 
you know, people look to social media, you know, look on Rumble and all the different channels to try to see what's the collective out there thinking. But uh, the fact that, you know, you see so many disinformation agents coming out out of the woodwork that uh, it, it appears that they're they're kind of panicking because we are a collective mind and the collective mind is becoming aware and catching on to the deception that's been perpetrated for so long and <clears throat> the thing is is that um truth has this incredible ability to keep <laughs> revealing itself where the lie keeps revealing itself as well and that um you know we have the rule of law you know the rule of law can be used against these criminals against humanity and once these criminals are taken out of operation, uh, the media, <laughs> the medical industry, you know, all of the uh, all of the different elements that they've infiltrated, um, it, we've got a fast track right to a beautiful Star Trek future. Nice, nice. I just want to say uh, there's a question in the Q and A. So after John. Um, we can read that. Charnel, you probably missed that question, so we could direct the next question in the Q&A to you to go first if you want. So go ahead, John. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are this. There are, you've heard the term triple crown as a positive thing in horse racing. It's like the most important uh, uh, racing that there is in horse racing. So the maximum prize is a triple crown. But we have a triple crown that is functioning in the Western world as the heads of the global cabal that is dominating the Western world. Now that triple crown exists in uh, three places. It's Washington DC, which is the political, supposedly the, where the political head of the of this uh, global cabal exists. And it's not the Senate, it's not the American Congress, it's a separate entity in Washington, DC. Uh, now, the other head is the, uh, is the Vatican. Is the Vatican, uh, it is the supposedly the religious, dark, spiritual, head of this cabal. And then thirdly, of course, is the uh, London, uh, the city of London, the city of London dominated by the royal family, the queen, uh, and the Bank of England, which has several other names as well. It dominates the uh, banking system of the world, of the world, the interlocked uh, banking system that strides all over the world. Anyway, those are the three crowns. And what we are seeing as we come to the end of this age, to the end of this age, is we see activity in all three of those crowns. We see crazy amounts of activity. So therefore, in Washington, DC, uh, if any of you have, um, have had the misfortune of having to be in Washington, DC anytime, anytime recently, you would see that all the, all the government buildings, all the government agencies, all of them, even the ones that have to do with the US Mint and the money and other financial institutions, they're all have in the last six months to a year, they've all been surrounded by 
fences and walls and enclosures, fencing them off from everywhere else, including the White House, including where the White House uh, is supposedly right now, which I don't believe is going to be there much longer. But anyway, including the White House, including uh, the Congressional Building, including the Senate, uh, everything is fenced off and wrapped up for some reason. It's as if they're getting ready for some kind of offensive defensive action in Washington, D.C., including uh, even, uh, and I've tested this theory with the FBI, uh, which has a big obnoxious building in the middle of Washington, D.C. at uh, 235 Washington, D.C., Pennsylvania Avenue. That's, it's, this, it's called the J. Edgar Hoover Building, and it's horrible. It's this horrible monstrosity, Soviet-style building from like many from long ago. And I've had to spend time there. And right now, FBI supposedly has uh, people in there, but it doesn't look like it because the people in the FBI don't know where their orders are coming from right now. Uh, but it doesn't look like it's coming from that building because that building is completely not just blocked off, but it is actually, um, what do you call the windows? The, all the windows throughout that are blocked off also with cardboard and other things. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And the only people you see coming in and out of those buildings are security people, security people that maintain the security of the buildings. It's, it's crazy. But so that shows us one of the crowns that has this extraordinary level of activity going on. Uh, and now that the queen has, well, that the announcement has been made of her death. Most of us believe the queen has been dead for couple of years now, at least, at least a couple of years. Uh, however, they were waiting to make the announcement at a time when things were going to move, supposedly, uh, probably in our favor, uh, probably in our favor too, because there's a lot of belief that the White Hats are in control of that too. So we don't know, we're going to have to see, all we can see is this tremendous activity at the Triple Crowns uh, that is going on, that is happening all the time. And we can just uh, surmise, hopefully, that all of this activity is ultimately going to be in our favor. Of course, uh, the, um, the uh, reptile, uh, sorry, the uh, British queen uh, being passed away is, is going to be something very positive for us no matter what. I mean, I, I just don't see any other way that that's going to be something. But we'll be looking for announcements very significant announcement also uh, in regards to the other two crowns, to Washington, D.C., that will have some tremendous announcements coming down very soon. And also, uh, it's going to be happening at the Vatican as well. The Vatican is going to have, I don't know if it's going to be a changing of the guard uh, with the Pope. I don't, uh, I don't foresee that, but I could see a lot of other stuff around him changing as well. So I think that's what we're facing right now. I think that's what we're seeing. Uh, so uh, that's what I wanted to tell people at this point. And um, you can move on, Laura, to whatever question it was that you had there. Yeah, yeah, we'll go to that. Uh, but Charnel, I think I uh, wanted to address the question. Basically, I was just trying to formulate this question, which was kind of hard to articulate, just kind of like where we're headed. And we see sort of the collapse of the deep state, but at the same time, for those that are still very much absorbed into it, does that still kind of remain for them? 
um, and those that have kind of woken up kind of move on to another time? Just kind of like, how do you see this uh, shift taking place for those that have moved on and have woken up to what we've been dealing with and those that are still kind of holding on to it? Because if Prince Charles comes in, which they're saying is going to be the next king, and people are still looking to the royal family, there's still going to be some folks, but there could be, like we've been discussing, some larger event that will assure that everybody will move on from these, um, the dark aspects of the power structures. And I love what you shared, uh, John, because what we see kind of on the world stage is being sort of symbolic and metaphorical of where um, it's just getting so obvious, the theater uh, the ridiculousness of it all. I mean, I think that's a huge factor to the point where, you know, we, we have reached that tipping point and, and it's just a matter of people dropping sort of the ego attachments, realizing that probably on a deeper soul level, they are able to see through it because that intuition is trying to like bust through and say, Hey, listen to me. So what are your thoughts about that? And then we'll a answer a question from the group. Hey, first of all, thanks. And so excited to be here with all you guys. I haven't seen some of you for a minute, so good to hang out. Um, for me, I kind of, I think Augie might've been the one who brought this up. I caught the end part of it. But for me, um, I think about this quote that I heard before that says, if I am aware of anything less than God, I cannot know God. And God is, you know, all the things, creation, you source code, whatever, not necessarily the Santa and the sky kind of God. I'm not talking about that, but the God within. And my mentor would always say everything's yet to be determined and i think we are the determining factor i think there's a lot of things in play for sure and at every corner they're trying 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 but the technology that we have within us is greater and going to trump all that mess anytime all the time and the more the collective is awake and focusing on the things that we can use for our DNA technology to actual image this nation, image the world, bring a different timeline. Um, many, all you guys here have been working hard to, to get those timelines in place, no matter what they're throwing at us, including the kitchen sink. And so it's, it's definitely um, not a time to necessarily like put your head in the sand and deny everything. I'm not saying like, don't look, don't see, don't realize, don't understand, don't be aware. But also I'm trying, I'm doing my best to kind of keep my head low, focus on the things that I can control and um, really, really get people to remember how to tap into their personal individual um, inner work right now and um, see how that can add to the collective so we can, can, we can actually shift things together instead of being sucked in to the entrainment that they're working so hard to get us to fall into by default, you know, what, whether it's celebrities, I like what John was saying about the, the trifold, I had actually wrote, or a triple crown, I had written about this 10 years ago, about a big ship with the turning, um, uh, what, what is that thing, the oar that turns the ship at the bottom, um, it's escaping me right Rudder. now. Rudder, Rudder, thank you, and on one side, I saw DC, and on the other side, I saw media, and I, it was just a quick dream. And I realized that this whole damn ship is moving by politics and the media. And so we needed to cut off that rudder and create our own imagery and get our own directors and our own um, people in, in high places to be taking these positions um, on the mountaintops of what we're doing so we can be the ones that are creating our own reality instead of being stuck by default whatever these assholes are doing so um, 
Yeah. Um, am I excited that they've announced that the queen is dead? You know, ding dong, the witch is dead. Awesome. Now let's see what happens. And uh, I just really, really definitely still encourage people. You know, the word imagination is to imagination and, and what we focus on, we make room for. So I'm doing all the things in my in my power, and I know all you guys are too, of just bringing people to that awareness of what we can do on our level to bring that to the field and create something really powerful, no matter what's going on, because that stuff, it's gone. Totally. Totally. I mean, to me, that's ascension. It's an inner initiation. We win the war on consciousness within. And when we tap into the creative imagination and we devote ourselves to our intention by being consistent in our daily lives and integrating our higher awareness into our root chakra and into the way we live our lives. How can the earth not respond to us and show us a reflection of a better world um, as we see the old falling away? And I mean, when we're in service and we're doing all we can, we're going to witness um, a lot of the troubled awakening process, the, 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 the challenging aspects of it. Um, as we see with the pandemic and how harsh this kind of awakening is, that it's really pushing people to the edge of despair because it's impacting friends and family and health and belief systems to the core. But uh, I, it's just, I see breakthroughs just hitting people right and left and it's gonna continue to expand. So thank you so much for sharing that and everybody, what everybody shares. We just all have, we're all so in sync with each other. And a lot of people talk about what's happened to this community and this and that, you know, this is the community. These are friends and colleagues that didn't fall into the divide and conquer, didn't smear each other, didn't create lawsuits. We really remained tight over the years. And that's unfortunate that that was an aspect of what we all experienced, but we were all witnessing and observing. And I just really see that the best has risen out of it as far as those that hold a lot of integrity and mutual love and respect with open arms and forgiveness to anybody that might've been compromised. I really do feel that. So I just wanted to address that because I get a lot of those kind of questions. And the question that is in the chat, it's from Haley Bond. She said, I had a near-death experience and I experienced meeting with the Fae in 5D. I'm wondering if anyone has any information on the Fae. I also believe I spoke with the Cedar race after this experience. Is it possible to jump timelines and a near-death experience like this? After a near-death experience like this, I would say yes. Um, but that's just me. We're going to go around to everybody. Also about my abduction when I was younger. How would I go about remembering that? Another thing the younger generations are starting to be aware of is of all this. I'm only 19 years old. So uh, Elaine, if you want to take that away, if you guys need to kind of reread that, if I didn't read that very well, just go into the Q&A and that's Haley Bond and her comment. And then we got another one from somebody named Anonymous Attendee. So if Elaine wants to start, because I know you have, you've told your story about your early abduction experiences, you have a strong connection. And a lot of you do, of course, we all do um, to the Fae and regions in Ireland, England, Scotland kind of areas. And even if we haven't maybe passed live, you know, it doesn't matter what this incarnation is. Anybody who wants to speak on that, maybe after Elena, since she might have to leave soon. Well, um, yes, uh, about remembering your abduction, you first try to explore your memories. You have a seed of memory, a seed of memory. That means there's a pathway into your mind to, to follow that you meditate on it without fear, because it's just only memory so you do not have to have fear of it you will not live through this again it's just remembering so go in all trust and try to remember by meditation of focusing on these memories if you saw that you can consult a, a 
a practitioner hypnotherapist. That will be my, yeah, my advice. Fae, yes, the Fae are what we call the Fae are people living in a higher frequency than third density. Normally, usually most of them live in the fourth, fourth density. Fifth, probably some of them. They are uh, inhabitants, original inhabitants of planet Earth. And when you shift density yourself in a higher density, or you jump out of the planetary matrix of the reality of the hologram of reality, you can see what's behind it in higher densities. And uh, you can see the phase because it they it's a superimposed um uh layer of, of reality so they're all around us but we do not see them but they are here in certain areas of earth of course not everywhere on earth so i totally believe that you connected with higher density earth residents <laughs> they're also in inner earth higher density people they can also be called the called the fey well the fey you know it it um it encompasses a lot of races and species uh, humans included, so that's a large topic, but uh, totally you've connected with higher density Earth inhabitants. Um, about the cedars, they are of a higher density as well. Why wouldn't have you connect with them, which is very possible. So um, that would be my, um, what I would comment on it. I would say, Finding out what really happened in an abduction, I highly recommend hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was interesting how you, how how you recovered your memories, Elena, and um, just that whole process, and, and definitely finding the right person. Any any um, thoughts, Dan or John or Nori? I mean, I totally like resonate totally with um, what Elena said. It's just, it surrounds us. I mean, I had some sort of, and I filmed it, this, this corkscrew energy that wasn't a moth, wasn't a bird. And it was bouncing around in a really weird way. And it was right in front of me. And I was kind of talking to it and I was like, what is this? And I still have the film. And then after I started filming, it landed on me, turned into this like just feathered rainbow thing and kind of flew off. And I was like, what in the heck? I'm like, please come back. So I sit out there and I'm just like, okay, I gotta be in the right energetic. And, but it is, it just surrounds us. And the elemental kingdoms are resurrecting and rising because we're elemental. And when we're in our truth and when we're out of the matrix programs, um, extraordinary things happen and what we can open up because we are stargates and connect with the stargates of the planet and our chakras and DNA. So any thoughts, Dan and John or Nori or, yeah, one of the op observations I wanted to say about the um, when you have an abduction experience is that usually what I find is you don't have to remember the experience. The experience is there. It's there in your mind. The problem is it's usually covered with another uh, screen. I would say screen that has been put into place to cover that memory. So all you what you all you really have to do is instead of remembering the abduction, you have to disremember whatever the screen was that was placed over it to cover it. And once you start doing that, you're dissipating that screen, uh, it will the, the uh, abduction experience will itself 
become very clear, whether you do it through hypnosis, through uh, self-therapy, through uh, self-meditation, which is very often uh, the way that these things are done as well. Uh, and it will come to you. I have, I have the complete account of my uh, abduction experience in my book, The Extra Dimensionals. Uh, when I went through that at the, I think it was like at the age of like 10 years old, at the age of 10 years old, and it was uh, a crazy uh, experience. But during that experience and in later experiences in my professional life, I found that uh, encounter experiences and abduction experiences are always covered with that, that screen. And the screen can be anything. It could be uh, it, it could be a memory of you uh, seeing a, a moose in the forest and stopping your car and getting out of your car and then chasing the moose for some reason, something that you know intuitively you would never do. You would never do that because you have good sense and you would never go chase uh, a, a white moose or whatever it may be appearing uh, through the forest. You would never do that. But yet, you have that memory in there and you're wondering why is that there so once you start dissipating that uh the real memory will just come through on its own that's what i have seen i just have to say, that's so wild there's a series called people of earth and you guys have to look it up it's called people you love that elena you've seen it oh it my is. god i'm 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 a fan i love with the deer you guys it's have to gone. see it. people of earth and they do have exactly what you described as a screen john and it's so wild because uh, they'll have completely different memories, but once they move through it, they begin to acknowledge that they've been abducted. It completely exposes all the agendas. You can't find it on Netflix or Amazon, right, Elena? Yeah, tell us. And I loved your story when you were talking about the abduction. I remember, and I've, I've read you know, the, the book part, but when we were in China, you're talking about when you, you had the microphone and you're bumping your head on the- Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we could... crazy, crazy I know. stuff. Oh, you guys have to read his books. Okay, Elena, what were your thoughts? And then so just, about, just about people of earth i recommend watching it it's a disclosure everything in it is it's disclosure. hilarious it's hilarious it's hilarious sure but that's that was the, the you know to cover the disclosure it's a hilarious uh sarcastic series but in fact it's only disclosure the rep the reptilian mothership it, they are square rectangle they are rectangular it's exactly how they are you have three species on board reptilian tall white and grays three three uh, associate together to do uh, misdeeds and uh, you you have plenty of stuff that's only disclosure and then the bosses arrive what is it ai cubes that floats in it and that's the boss it's wow. mental you it's need just, to watch that you wow. guys really do if you haven't it, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a ufo support group and they start telling their stories and then they're fighting over like Oh, it's just, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, just Google it and it'll tell you what, uh, where you can purchase it. It's on a different platform. It's not easy to find. Um, but yeah, if you Google it and I'll try and find that, um, info and just follow me on Facebook, I'll post it tonight. So it's easy to find. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to just weigh in on this. Um, I tend course, to, please. With, I tend to agree with John about, um, uh, hypnotherapy when I was taking hypno, when I was training to be a hypnotherapist, I didn't, rem I wasn't thinking about my encounter because I thought it was a dream, like Elena was talking about. 
I thought for sure it was a dream. So I kind of just put that on the shelf. But there was something beneath the surface that kept nagging at me, nagging at me, nagging at me. And one day I was walking up a flight of stairs to my condo. When I got to the top, I stomped my foot and I said, I want to remember. I wasn't sure what I was asking to remember. I just knew that there were memories that needed to come up for me. And then it happened very naturally that when I was studying to be a hypnotherapist, uh, I was put under. And however the journey led me, it led me to say, I am the mother of the children that I don't have. Wow. And I thought, well, that must be my nursing career, you know, because all of my patients were like my children or something like that. But then it stayed with me. And lo and behold, one day during the mastermind session, um, I channeled a, a Pleiadian who told me the three names of my children that I didn't have. So that came out in hypnosis and I wasn't actually looking for it. So I totally... Um, invite people to look into hypnosis if, if they want to bring their memories back. I'm going to jump in too. Um, not just uh, being abduction, but even like trauma from the MK Ultra stuff of, you know, if you had any of that, um, you know, some of you guys know my story. For me, I didn't want to remember, <laughs> um, but different things started. I would run into situations and or people and it kind of just felt like things kept bleeding through. And I don't know if it's like a time capsule kind of thing. Um, I think there might be some resistance maybe at earlier ages. Some things I remembered the whole time, but other things kind of bled through, through different situations and our people that would kind of like bump into those triggers um, like John was saying with the screens, you know, your brain will do all kinds of things to protect you from not having to experience those things over again. And because when you do remember them, your body registers that as actually happening. Your limbic system can't tell the difference between your imagination and what really is physically going on. And so, you know, a lot of those protection mechanisms are built in by your physical body. And some of them are met by those other guys who, who put the screens in and programmed all the things in. So when you start to get close, there's like something that will spring in and go, no, 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 no. And you, you back off because you're either afraid to die or someone's going to get killed or something else is going to happen and you feel something, you know? So, but, um, so, so for some things I would say, maybe don't jump in and try to find it unless you are having that nagging thing that that nori was mentioning where you're just like obsessed and you keep thinking about it and you really need think you need to know um, but some things may not be in your best interest i mean we've had people i know people that didn't make it they you know they get caught up in drugs and alcohol and everything to unfeel what they've now uncovered and they cannot handle it and so there's this like kind of catch 22 of how much should you know, how much should you not know, and kind of just being okay with, with all those steps along the way. Um, I think a lot of times too, in working with screens or what have you, I think there's things that we kind of leave as breadcrumbs along the line. Like I was really obsessed with daisies and wolves and had like a daisy tattooed on my hip. 
with it um and i had written a song at 10 years old and it said imagine you living in shackles too and i know you don't feel the pain you don't even know my name living in daisy chains and we all know about some stuff that happened um underground where he would do the um i don't like to say his name but he would pull one one flower petal at a time he loves me he loves me not if it was on loves me not you had problems so um things like that are wolves or whatever, where you, you think of it as one way, but it's really something else that's covering up that thing like John was talking about. So it, it's a fine line. I have done some stuff with Barbara Lamb and some of these other guys that really helped me kind of bring some things in a healthy way. So just if you do, if you do do, do do, <laughs> if you do hypnosis, just make sure you're with someone that's really good at what they do. And that's someone who's going to, if they are gonna help you pull out of something that it's not going to be to your detriment and to make you go insane or cuckoo and can't handle it but you know just there's a process to it and you know just do it with love and ease and that's all i would say about it Charnel, i i so agree with you that you would need to be with a practitioner that could build in for you all of the safety fences and things that you need and the beautiful thing is if you build them in properly the person can receive the information in very nice symbolic gentle ways you know specifically in a way that it's not going to interrupt their psyche or their happiness or their life you know so yeah yeah somebody who deeply understands that's so important i've done a lot of session work not so much hypnoregression i've done a little bit of that but somebody did a trade with me and i wasn't really calling for this person to work with but uh she was not equipped to handle it or do it correctly and it actually like really messed me up after doing so much energy work and so much shadow work and so much i can't believe how detrimental this person was and how much it really messed me up. I mean, I've recovered, but absolutely you need to be comfortable with the person. They need to move at a speed that you feel safe with and it's everything to have the right people. And and I know that you guys are the real deal and um, you do that kind of work, right, um, Nori? And you've done I that do. kind of work before. Sure I do, enough, right? I do. Yeah. And you know, part of part of my foundation is if it's, if it's not going to benefit your life, I mean, if it's not really going to benefit your life now, and it's something really deep and heavy like that, I, I often will turn the session down. Nice. You know, it really has to meet good, good, healthy criteria for me. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I, yeah, I do mostly medical astrology, but I used to, I trained clairvoyant. I went to an institute and really hone those skills, even though I was going to go to an herbal school that didn't have enough applicants. Um, now I mostly, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's something else when you work with somebody, I mean, even though it charts an interpretation, you really enter a person's sacred space in their world. I take it really seriously and it's a big responsibility. And if it's not in the highest integrity, um, and the person's, you know, maybe like you feel it's just on an energetic match or it might not be safe. You gotta like, you know, just be honest and clear. So um, everybody just is protected. It's everything. It's the most important um, thing to take it real seriously and be responsible. And so anyway, there's another question. Dan, did you wanna make any comments on that last question or do you wanna oh, move on to the I, next? I was just wondering if it, anybody's been able to do that remotely. Um, Jaime Musan wanted me to come down to Mexico right after I went to Washington and uh, I was in Telemundo television and talking about the 
suppressed technologies and everything. Anyway, when I came back across the border, I had a four-hour missing time experience. And I'm just really curious what happened in that time because I was with my my friend and we both substantiated it. But I'd, you know, be interesting to uh, I don't know if anybody can do remote uh, hypnosis to <laughs> to see what happened. Yeah, you can. Oh, I'll have to talk to you about that, Ivy. <laughs> talk, talk to Nora, she's, she's the expert. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, gosh, you know, we all work so much energy with individuals, just within ourselves, with the larger picture kind of stuff. I, I and It's been like that since I was a teenager. People are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm constantly working energy and I'm always out there. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, working energy, clearing inorganic entities from wormholes. It's like, what? <laughs> Um, and that's actually what they said I was doing when I did end up at this place, um, which was interesting. So, okay, here's, here's a question. This is a great question for everybody. Um, how to tune into your soul purpose and shed the illusion of this 3d reality. I know we all talked about this, but it's really great to just kind of summarize our points in our talks and really just hit the point home in light of this question. So I don't know who wants to go first. Anybody go ahead, take it away. Just jump right in. If you're feeling like, yeah, I got this how to energize say, say that again laura because okay. i didn't how to tune into your soul purpose and shed the illusion of this 3d reality yeah i think the, the only way really to to do that sort of thing is through introspection and meditation and you have to really search for where you can fill a niche, where you can help others uh, because of your talents, because of your abilities, uh, because of your experience. And whatever that might be, that's where the person has to tune in. They have to expand that, expand their talents and their abilities. Um, it says um, uh, it, it, it says in the Bible, there's a great, the great example of the uh, master that has a bunch of servants in his household and he leaves for a very long trip and he takes three servants and he gives them one of them he gives them one shekel to uh to hang on to and to try to invest and, and put it to make into more things and the second one he gives he gives like three shekels or more and, and then the last one he gives them 10 shekels uh, to invest and to do something with. And then when he returns, uh, each of those servants are examined for what they did with their, and they're literally called, actually they're called talents. They're called talents. Uh, that's the name of the coins in those ancient times. And uh, they are all questioned to see what did they do with their talents to uh, invest and to grow those talents. And that is a parable of God, of God the Father, uh, and basically us as well, uh, being the servants that are supposed to have developed our, our talents into something that serves the purpose of the universe, of God, and of the goodness of people generally. And that's what we have to follow. We have to follow that parable. And we have to do what we can to increase the goodness and to reduce entropy in this system. That's what we have to do for sure. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I just wanna, yeah, just say a few words. 
um, in, in total just resonance with what you just shared. And of course, that's like beyond just being in resonance. It's just part of, you know, greater just universal, like cosmic natural law too. Um, and just how our systems work and how much we are able to heal and thrive in alignment with that because our ego identity needs to be in touch with our soul and our in spirit and and being uh, responsible with the power we've been given with with the gifts and abilities that we have to use them wisely. Um, some people really take for granted um, some of the gifts and abilities and they don't use them very wisely and it's pretty wild. And some people that have had the greatest hardships really know what the priority is and don't take things for granted and live in a lot of gratitude and, and can live in simplicity and still be very abundant and, and, and overcome a lot of the stigmas that get thrown about what success should look like. What does it mean to um, you know, have self-worth? And so out of those kind of programmings, we have to uh, remove ourselves, that our self-worth is not defined by society and indoctrination and teachers, parents. Um, that might be carrying ancestral patterns that aren't healthy, but that we find our self-worth connected with our relationship with God, with our relationship with earth, with our relationship with ourself and our own soul and each other, and that we live in the highest integrity, that we question things that make us constrict, where we know how to say no and have boundaries when something doesn't feel right. And we don't just go along with something to fit in or because we're afraid what other people might think. We really exit ourselves from the 3D matrix when we just live so true to ourselves that our self-development is reliant on our ability to be honest with ourselves, loving and compassionate and holding unconditional love for the pain and traumas and um, struggles that we've been through. And in doing that, we're able to have that love and respect for others and that um, compassion and forgiveness. And I just think the greatest thing is to be in alignment with God's source, with, with soul, with, with this earth and with everything that comes up that you need to work through, that you give yourself the sacred space to honor that um, so that you can be a living example for other people to have permission to be their true authentic self. And then we get to speak on a deeper level, not through these programs, not through these projections, not through the divide and conquer, not through judgment and not through fear to where we're casting people um, as uh, like, you know, where we're not integrating and creating harmony with our differences. Um, and, and I could go on. <laughs> So I'll shut up and pass it on to somebody else. <laughs> but I, but I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anybody? Oh, oh, Elena. Elena. Yeah, well, I have a very, very, very simple uh, method to, to do this myself. Just through meditation, just do meditation that where you, you, I, I call it the coat of worries. You have, everyone has problem to sort out. Denying them is not the solution because it will always be in the back of your head. I need to sort out my problems. So consider them as a coat that you momentarily, temporarily take off and put aside the time of your meditation and knowing that you will put it back again after, if you want so, <laughs> to deal with your problems. So you're kind of, okay, I can do that. And then you're going to focus on your body, the physical body. And all your muscles, you know, there are techniques to contract the muscles, relieve them, to release them from toes to, to top of the head, all the body. And while you do that, you really focus on the awareness of your physical body. Once you've done that, then who's inside? Because once you focus on your physical body, you forget everything that is around you. You are there, present in the moment. And then who's inside? 
you start to visualize with your inner inner awareness who's the being with that's inside and discover who you are but when you do that when you tune in with who's inside what color what how many fingers <laughs> taller smaller who i am you attune to this being you attune to its frequency and then you raise frequency and then you remember who you are where you come from here are other places and why you came the secret is to connect within but there are layers to let go of distractions your worries your physical body and then here you go that's what i do so it's a method among many so awesome i just want to say something real quick and then charnel um i i i just uh really growing up even you know thought this when i feel sick if I'm injured, if I feel dis-ease, I want to get to know it. I want to hear the message. And when I have anxiety, what, what is the message? What are you trying to tell me? That in the face of adversity within my own being, that I embrace it to bond with myself more, get to know myself more, listen to the messages so I can heal it versus giving that power away and having somebody else tell me what it is. Not to say that there aren't doctors that do miracle work and do amazing things, but I think at the end of the day, the more we bond with ourselves um, in the face of the struggles that our physical body, emotional body, mental body, or whatever are up against that we get to know ourselves more and release uh, whatever pain or disease and find the message in that missing piece that we need to reintegrate or that place in us that needs unconditional love. Okay, go ahead, Charnel. Yeah, I, um, I'm a big proponent of rest and I come from like a hustle type A personality. So I used to be like, oh, rest is for losers. I got shit to do you know, come on, let's go and do a million things at once. But rest is a real key for revelation. And when we can get quiet, like Elena was talking about, that's whenever we remember when we line up. I like the word remember too. She brought that up to remember, to be as one again with the divine that's already in our technology. So like John said, we don't have to try to look for some outer thing because everything's already inside. It's just about aligning and remembering with that voice like Elena talked about and getting real quiet sometimes and getting rid of all the distractions and play for no freaking reason. Like like what Elena said of like just moving it and putting it on a shelf, that's such a great visual. And I've actually just tried that recently in the last couple of weeks with some things and it, it kind of worked. And I mean, thanks for bringing that up. Um, but also just like go out and skip down the road on purpose or sit by the ocean where you're gonna get the theta waves or paint or do a puzzle or do something that's kind of mindless coloring drawing whatever when we can play like kids for no reason we really tap into that childlike kind of dna within us and that's where these answers just pop up without all that striving and working and moving and that's kind of what gives me like the breadcrumbs to figure out what the next step is with things um you know sure you can do things um like pull a card or whatever, and you're going to get your own field to match whatever that is. So it's always going to replicate and mirror whatever you are anyway, but going inward is the thing. And just, you know, taking some time in the morning or at night, or sometimes just to have that little quiet time. Um, but of course, all the physical things, diet is important. Um, you know, juicing, getting your antioxidants, um, you know, go get a massage sometimes, do some lymphatic something, go work out or walk or, you know, drink lots of water, stay grounded, take a magnesium bath, 
you know, make sure you're getting in your supplements. Of course, I use crystals and ormus and essential oils and all the things that have high frequency to get us from that 3D to the 5D. When I'm testing people with scalar waves, there's a lot more people that I'm testing now that are already in 4D and 5D. And I used to just test and I would get in like the 200s and people were barely in 3D. But now more and more and more I'm testing and people are literally coming up. And so I think that anything that can be measured can be managed. But if you don't know where you are and you have a GPS in front of you and you're trying to get somewhere, how do you get somewhere if you don't know where you are in the first place? So getting to know where you are, like Laura said, and figuring out like, where am I? What am I? Maybe even getting a measurable score, whether it's biofeedback or a soul scan or something like that, seeing where you are on the map of consciousness consciousness and then working through those like blockages or anything that may come up loving those things not denying them not pushing them down so they come back louder and bigger but just going you know what fear come hang out with me i love you you're awesome and immediately it goes away as soon as you acknowledge it it's weird how it happens and it seems kind of counter to your mind to just welcome the thing that you don't want to deal with but the minute it's just just in the mind it's not like in real life you're like going hey i want the worst thing to happen but in your mind if you just go like you know what fear i admit that you're here you're here it's awesome come hang out with me for a minute and you make it as big as possible immediately it collapses and then you have mo more room for god within that dna pocket and we all have our signature code we all have our own traumas we all have our ancestral stuff but the minute we can acknowledge that it's here, that's when it compresses and it just demolishes. And then we get a bigger opportunity for God to be in that space and start getting different patterns. Awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, anybody else um, want to speak about that? Oh, and laughter, of course. And we all know we're very good at that. The demonic energies can't stand when we are just cracking up at things we're supposed to be afraid of. <laughs> yeah. I, everybody... Everybody been noticing uh, when you're dreaming at night that you've been getting a lot more lucid dreaming. Is that is that happening for other people? Well, I'm pounding the lucid dream tea and elixir, so I'm totally. But I I, uh, I lucid dream a lot without the tea. But yeah, uh, what about you guys? Uh, yeah. well, we've had blackouts on the Schumann for like three weeks. I mean, everything is showing up with even with the queen dying, with the stuff that's going on with Mr. T, all that stuff. It's always a blackout. And when you have blackouts or whiteouts, all kinds of stuff happens with the technology here, as well as computers and all that. But we are the technology. When we have a spike, as you know, that's going to definitely, everyone I'm talking to is having dreams. Even my mom never dreams. And she's like, I had this crazy dream yesterday. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Dan. Yeah, uh, you know, Rebecca and I live on this hill called Dream Hill, <laughs> and both of us having incredibly, very extremely lucid dreams, you know, so I, I went out and bought a, a little recorder so I can kind of document it and then and analyze it when I wake up in the morning and see what were the emotions that these different scenarios, you know, sort of set up in the dream, what, what did it trigger inside of me, you know, to look at to look at my own inner process, you know, to try to fix my own little matrix. <laughs> wait, wait, you're able to kind of record and track what you dreamt about? Hmm? What was that? Did you say you're able to record and track what you dream about to revisit? Oh, yeah, well, I just a little audio recorder, you know, because I don't want to wake up too much. Oh, to oh I get see. The, get you, a pin like, out immediately and start share. writing right. because, because then I'm not unable to go back in, you know, because a lot of oh, times no, it's like multiple episodes, you know, the next feature is playing, you know. 
Um, but um, yeah, I, I love what Aggie was saying about manifesting uh, the way that, and I, I love doing the work I'm doing with Elena on uh, the crystal technology, incredible uh, information we're getting that, you know, we all can do this, uh, you know, help with the timeline, move forward onto the positive timeline and augment it with these technologies of crystals. And um, that's, that's kind of exciting. I like to feel like I'm, and I like to be able to feel like I'm sharing information that empowers other people. So we all can collectively, since the system's corrupted, you can't really make changes in the system, you know, the government, the media, everything like that is pretty much compromised. So uh, the work that we do within can, as we use our powers of visualization and embed it into the planetary matrix to help move it forward into that Star Trek future um, is kind of exciting to me. It is. Very. Absolutely. I may, I just may want to comment on a little tidbit of what John said uh, earlier about the, the three crowns. And I think there is something really too that the Vatican is falling apart because, uh, you know, every night, I just about every night, I get on the internet and I read foreign newspapers. And I read in a Swedish newspaper, I think it was about two, three weeks ago, that the Swiss, you know, the Swiss guards are guarding the Vatican. And the Swiss government said, no, we, we don't want to, there's so many stuff going on there that we are now looking into withdrawing our guards from the Vatican because they don't want to be associated with it. I think I read that in a Swedish newspaper called the, the, the Svenska Dagbladet. And uh, that's what I recommend for people. Get on the internet, read foreign newspapers. You're going to find out stuff you will never see anywhere in the United States. Now, there are some good ones out there. Der Spiegel over in Germany. And I know, Alina, I know about that one. This... Uh, uh, Der Spiegel, and then we have Le Monde, our parents. You know, the trick about foreign newspapers is that they won't tell you anything good about their country, but they'll tell you good stuff about our country. So um, they'll lie about their own country all day long, but when there's something about the United States or other countries, they'll slip it out and they'll talk about it. That's my comment. Nice. There's more questions coming in the Q&A. Anybody else want to speak on um, that last question about tuning into soul purpose, shedding the illusion of this 3D reality or what Dan was saying about lucid dreams? Anybody want to say anything before we move on to the next question? If Augie, you want to read any of the questions too, um, you can check out the Q&A. Uh, uh, there are questions in there? Yeah. The next one is what are some of the side effects of a off the scale Schumann resonance? So let's cover that uh, after... I, you know, I'm just checking and making sure that everybody had a chance to share for that last question. Okay. And if we're good to move on, yeah, I can read that again. Are we good to move on? No. Okay. What are some of the side effects of a off the scale Schumann resonance? So take it away, anybody who feels they can answer that. Um, I'd like to say something about that that also relates to what we were just talking about as well, uh, which is that 
the Schumann resonance, resonance uh, actually indicator of extraordinary emotional and mental hyperactivity that's going on across the earth. So one of the things that we are tasked to do during this period is that we are coming up on a very shortly on a period of extraordinary mental anguish among the population and people will come running to us in droves not just the presenters but the audience members too who are pretty learned who are pretty learned people as well and people will just be blowing up your phones they'll be blowing up all your communications and they won't even they won't even be able to get a hold of you guys because you're going to be so inundated with people looking for guidance because we are coming up on what it looks like is going to be a basically a nationwide economic fiscal collapse of some kind where a lot of stuff is going to be turned off for a short period of time and there's going to be panic there's going to be extraordinary people are going to lose their minds especially the people who don't believe in anything who think that you guys are all conspiracy theorists and uh spiritual um what do they call that uh free spirits who are just like into these metaphysical topics and and you guys are not in the real world well when this this thing happens and this is something that comes from uh strauss and how the uh the uh, PhDs who wrote The Fourth Turning, the movie The Fourth Turning, and they say that we are in that fourth turning right now, and our society is being completely flipped over uh, into something that we won't recognize afterward. Um, so we are in that period right now, and this amount of mental anguish, of panic, of emotional instability, it's going to be overwhelming. It's going to be greater than what happened in world war one and world war two basically it's going to be tremendous and we are going to be tasked to help people to give them guidance because regardless of if you have the uh, if you're like one of these uh, uh prepper minded people you have lots of food and water and supplies and you have guns and ammo and all this stuff so you feel like physically you're prepared even if you even if you are if you're not mentally resolute mentally and spiritually uh tough and ready to weather this storm all the physical preps aren't going to mean anything at all they really won't uh and we're going to uh we're going to lose some people because of that um and so that's why we need to pay attention to things like the schumann resonance and other indicators that show us that we are getting closer and closer to this collapse, this flip over, this change that is also we're we're being told that we're getting closer to it through the announcement of the reptile of the Queen of England that just uh, died as well. I mean, that's just one more example that we are getting closer and closer to this uh, period. Uh, and so we need to prepare for it, like I said, um, I, I don't think physically, because I think physically we're all prepared for it, hopefully. Uh, but the more important issue is mentally and 
spiritually to help prepare others uh, as, as much as possible. Even the people that don't listen to you. And there's going to be a lot of people who don't listen to you. But at least if you can plant the seed, if you can plant the seed that they will come back to later when it all falls apart, like Rudyard Kipling said, the center does not hold. Um, when we get to that point, we have to be here to help those people get through this period. It's just coming up fast. That was it. Totally. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yep. So much. And we are at war. And in a war, there is fighting. We have to remember what Napoleon Bonaparte said. He said, we fight as we are going to win, but we plan as we are going to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're under a psychological warfare, absolutely. Yeah. And what you don't know can sometimes hurt you, you know, like paying attention to medical advice and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I live off the grid <laughs> and we grow our own food and everything. But, you know, you can be extremely efficient by being able to eat just a small amount of food and uh what was that going on dan is this is this an invitation to come and stay with you when things get really bad that's what it sounds like to me i don't know you, hey, you I'm, I'm, i've got a, a i'm a retreat and and uh all prepped up and we'll definitely take some people on and yes but, finally <laughs> have somewhere to go all right please i'll come pick you up <laughs> yay is, yeah. is that sean hey Hey, good hey, to see you. Hey, Sean Stone, there he is. Hello, Sean. Hi, cool. Sean. Yeah, we're getting into all sorts of interesting topics. So uh, I don't know if uh, anybody wants to uh, just kind of share and catch him up a little bit and see maybe out of all the questions we've been answering, which one he might want to tackle. I don't know if you've been able to listen to what we've been discussing um, before you jumped on, but yeah, just gosh. I'm just going to jump on with the Schumann thing real quick, too, because if anybody missed my presentation, I went into a lot of it and I showed slides. Um, I showed the app. I showed how to read it, how to read the whiteout, the blackout when they first started. So that may help anybody who doesn't understand what Schumann is or wants to know more about Schumann. Um, just catch the replay of my thing this afternoon. But my cat's going crazy, Sean. As soon as you popped on, my my other cat is like crying, crying, saying hello and freaking out. So I'm the cat. <laughs> That's sweet. I love it. Say hello to the cats. We have a storm here in Florida. It's been crazy. <laughs> love like you documentary, Sean. Nice. <laughs> love you documentary you did. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> Tell us how you've been and and we've been just kind of the council of thought leaders and it's all about empowerment and just uh, leading by example and just remembering all that we are and like thinking about solutions, building community and just moving to this next level. So so anything you wanna kind of bring to the table and sort of summary um, in light of maybe some of the questions that we've been answering, like one person asked how to tune into your soul purpose and shed the illusion of this 3D reality, which I think almost encompasses a lot of what we've been bringing to the table in our presentation. So maybe, you know, kind of that question could be a start or wherever you feel like you wanna go and what you wanna share with us. And then maybe we can um, bounce off of you and uh, uh, see what kind of questions you can pose to the whole group if you want. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't want to sort of like come in and hijack it because obviously there's been a flow. So I'm happy. We've to, been waiting and looking forward to you being here. <laughs> to, to give, you know, whatever my insights might be. Um, but fundamentally, it's uh, it's a process. Uh, I'm very much in the place of just like kind of letting it flow and, and, and not really being too much in the mind about a lot of these things because that's the that's the truth of the new the the, the age that's upon us it's uh it's more of a felt age it's an age of energy it's like it's a time period of just of being more attuned keying into like the energy of our emotions of uh you know where we're feeling called of magnetism as opposed to force right it's like it's like you're coming out of as we talk about like the feminine rising well the feminine is the is is earth it's you know it's it's fundamentally what we already made of is the earth so when we tune into our bodies we're already tuning into the earth um the nature of like yin and, and sort of vortical energy as opposed to the explosive yang that we've obviously seen a lot of uh you know missiles and rocket ships and like all this you know technology which is a lot of exertion right and a lot of the nature of our of our of our way of approaching life is like exerting outward and it's like no the balance is also pulling in and magnetizing, letting things come to us. And so this moment in particular, it just feels more and more the, the realization of let things arise as it's, you know, as it's designed and as it's destined and don't really force or there's no antagonism. It's like, there's no enemy. It's just literally um, even like the queen's death. Like obviously look, this thing, I, I don't know if you guys got into this, but I'm pretty sure she was gone a while ago. <laughs> I mean, Back in February, I think a lot of like a lot of people were talking about that, and it was like right when they were talking about her passing. Initially, it was when the Russia-Ukraine conflict started, and um, and then like to then announce it. I was told I'm not sure if this is can be confirmed. I would love to know for sure. But someone told me that the first Q post was 1776 days ago. <laughs> if you think about it, pretty seriously. If that's if that's true, you can look up like the exact date of the first Q post. Uh, that's pretty wild if it's 1776 days ago. Um, but again, they're always like these synchronicities and like these synchronicities are just showing us the way the universe is designed. It's not a human intelligence. It's literally a force that's beyond any of us that works through, through us and uses uses us as, as we allow ourselves basically to be of service to the collective consciousness. And so that's really it. It's like, it's going beyond, you know, the ego state of, you know, me, him, her, anyone else is just recognizing that like every everyone and everything in this universe is basically being utilized by the, the dimensionally higher forces to manifest a new day for us and where we're going as humans i mean that's a whole other conversation that we can get into and i'm sure you guys have talked about but uh yeah the message and everything coming through is just like let it be and like be with the flow of it that's beautiful that's so awesome and i just wanted to say real quick the Pluto returns uh, has happened and it's peaking on and off throughout the year. Last time Pluto returned to the United States was 1776. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of wild with the. Um, well, the the revolutionary war energy is so, so powerful. I mean, it's so clear, right? I mean, essentially, um, what I've, what, you know, what's been coming through as far as like the civil war, you know, people talking about like American civil war. I'm like, well, the only cons, like, I don't see it like as a, as a kinetic civil war. I think, you know, it's more about philosophical. And it's like returning to the, the principles of the constitution, which we've gotten so far from, right? And that's that's the key of it. It's like, you know, the civil war is not about like left versus right, or it, no, it's just going back. Are you, are you really like in tune with the principle of the constitution, which is to basically give the, the individual human 
the uh, the power of choosing his and her, her own destiny. I mean, that's really what our constitution is is built around. And you know, obviously, it's been you know the Supreme Courts have been flawed, and obviously, in determining their decisions across time. But like, if you just go back to really what it is and what it's like, what it means, it really means sovereignty of the individual. And contracting, you know, basically not contracting and the, the word of contract is already a bad word because it says con in it. So it's like the agreement basically that we make, each one of us, and choose to make. And can we then redeclare and reaffirm our commitment to sovereignty um, and basically, you know, principles of, of being a, a national within the constitutional tradition, not within the federal government structure and everything that's that this, you know, this tremendous juggernaut that we've seen take over in the last especially in the last hundred plus years since the Federal Reserve was created. So, I mean, this is really what's happening as far as the, uh, the civil war that people are talking about. Totally. Anybody um, wanna share thoughts based on what he just shared? We're just also on the same page. We're just like, whoa, just in this frequency of just like, oh. Um, but no, it's so true. It's so true. It is all about sovereignty. Well, and this enslavement agenda, man, um, we don't have to fall for as long as we're not forming a relationship with it on any level. Sorry, go ahead. Who, who was that? I was just going to say that's part of the whole 3D matrix, left, right, up, down, dark, light. As long as they can keep us all divided, we're never going anywhere. So what Sean was saying is basically come above all that, find a new whole set of, of open open freedom and don't focus on all the, the negatives, find the things that you can be positive and, and agree on and work, work from there. That's mm -hmm. the how, that's how we're going to go higher. I mean, we do need to stand and be sovereign and create those boundaries and not let people go past this line that we have. Um, but yeah, all the division will keep us just in this three day matrix all day long. We're meant to come together and, and work together and diversity and harmony is oneness and it's so important to make sure we have goals and a strong intent because as long as our creative energy is engaged it can't be infected by false narratives propaganda um just the divide and conquer the projections everybody being offended and however anybody gets dragged into it no matter how awake you are um it's so important that we just stay aligned and we engage our creative channels in the, our creative imagination, all that's possible. And, and the process of upgrading, which is a true love story within our own DNA of this integration of polarity and this union of the masculine and feminine, that's alchemical marriage that creates the inner soul alchemy to remove the lead of this human experience and turn it into gold. So, woo. And this is what this window is all about. It's this greater alchemical shift, I feel. And it's an inner initiation. Anybody else want to comment? I, I would yeah. have comment. Yeah. Oh, please. I don't know. Go ahead, go ahead, Lena. I would have commentaries to do to make on all of these one wonderful um, things. Um, we Dan, Willis, and myself all have projects of working on on the, the crystal as bridges between our own personal power and the grid of reality, and. Um, Jen Han, the, the extraterrestrial I am in contact with, who gives us information that corroborates with Marcel Vogel's information anyway. He, he told us even that at a stage we don't need crystals. We are, our, we are crystal, like crystals ourselves, but it's a great tool to train this ability to, of our consciousness to, to modify 
the, the matrix of reality. So <laughs> below the planet in a few days. <laughs> Wait, what anyway, was that? What, what did you just no, say? No, this is going to blow up the planet in a few days. No, 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 it's a joke. We, we are going to experiment something. So. Well, the no, crystal generator no. thing actually did explode a planet. Like I think, okay. No, don't worry. It must be an inside no. joke. <laughs> it's an it's a joke. It's a joke, lads. <laughs> what, what I want to say, <laughs> joke. <laughs> All right. What I want to say is that we have the power the power to um, modify the structure of reality by our own mind using crystals crystals is even uh, easier but uh the power of the collective it's something else that's why they want to divide us uh you when dan and i did uh, uh, an experiment on on a youtube video to get uh how many people were connected uh i don't 1700 remember. live uh we did this this work of um strength strengthening a positive timeline and imprinting a positive future more into the the, the planetary matrix we did a, a meditation with online live with all these people and with using a crystal with a certain protocol at the moment we did that the schumann resonance spiked and uh, Dan, please, you can explain very well the, the ratio, the quota of people necessary to do such a thing, please. Yeah, it's quite fascinating. It's quite a bit of research I, I did back in the 80s with uh, a scientist who was uh, working with people's brainwaves and seeing how shamans and things were all connected into the Earth's Schumann resonance. And there's this reciprocal relationship between, they measured the Earth ionospheric cavity oscillations and it's identical to the human brainwave in fact they dubbed it the the, the earth brainwave and uh, we just got confirmation from Jenhan Yedron uh, the uh, being from the planet Arrow who's uh, studying terraforming you know through Elena's contact that uh, what we did actually affected the human resonance because when you go in and do this work you go into gamma which is the higher frequencies. And when the Schumann resonance spikes, it goes into a higher frequency. And that's what you're seeing when you're seeing a spike on the Schumann resonance. So if you have all these minds collectively, and especially, and you know, they can, you can do this without a crystal, obviously, but when we use the crystals, it interfaces into the planetary matrix and causes, uh, and causes it to, to uh, respond to the visualization that we're all unifyingly uh, imprinting into the holographic matrix of, of the planet. And it, and it showed up in the uh, human resonance. So we have this power, we can do that. It's interactive. Nice. So we, uh, the collective consciousness or collective conscious, can we kind of dive into that a little bit? Because when we think about what we do on a micro level and how that generates energy into the collective field, 
that becomes sort of a resource that other people can tap into and maybe assist them in getting a direct connect with their own intuition and higher self and God source. I mean, don't you think that's where people have been thrown off a little bit, a lot of distortions of the masculine and feminine, the confusion, the misrepresentation or false teachings of these beings that um, have been sort of put on our spiritual path that sometimes aren't very empowering, like we're lowly sinners, not to say that there isn't a need for purification and redemption and there aren't positive aspects to some of it. But when you guys look at the collective and what we do on a micro level, what are your thoughts about, I mean, in the way that you guys word things so wonderfully and beautifully um, of how the micro really impacts the macro and how much just working on our own self has such an impact to everything and what we kind of reflect back to us that when we purify our own inner elementals, don't you feel the earth responds to us? And it's sort of how we clean the oceans and the air because we're not embodying the toxicity or the chemtrails or, you know, because we're doing the inner work of cleansing and purifying to the point where the earth responds to us. What are your guys' thoughts about that and how that relates to the collective and being able to create a shift through just being conduits? I mean, I know we've been talking about that, the micro macro, and if yeah. that's a redundant question and we've already covered it, somebody else take over. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Maybe Sean, if you want to go first or or you can just come up with anything else. But that just kind of came through. I just like you to mentioned say the briefly uh, that uh, one thing Jen Han said that stuck with me is that dissonance cannot resonate with a um, cannot cannot that's transfer a through a geometrical resonance. In other words, the structure of the matrix that, that we're in it resonates with love. It resonates with the higher frequencies, the the, uh, the fear, the anger, and you know conflict and things. It doesn't transfer in the matrix, and we're all interconnected. As the science has shown, that you know the square root of one percent affects the entire. That's like nine thousand people of eight billion people on the planet, and it's it's been measured scientifically. So the, the very fact that the nature of the planetary matrix we're in can't resonate with with fear and so it, we when we have uh, especially with feelings of love and, and and we envision it has a transcending ability to impact the planetary matrix way more than fear i just wanted to throw that in there what do you when you say the planetary matrix how do the how do the artificial matrices like the city structures and the social structures that are put in obviously monetary systems things like this how does that then interface with the planetary matrix elena you want to address that one well it it is part it becomes part of the planetary matrix at a stage but the um, the dissonance that is generated by these structures just um affects it a little bit it affects the planetary matrix it it creates a, a, a kind of a halo of, of dissonance around it, but it will not change the structure of the planetary matrix. It's like water. You can throw a stone yeah. in water, it will make ripples, but ripples di will dissipate. Ripples will be just an accident. It will never be a permanent state. It will not transform water in something else. That's what these structures, they, they are pulsing ripples and dissonance, but it doesn't catch the planetary matrix doesn't catch it mm. but consciousness yeah consciousness can can affect um it more you know um 
but what is dissonance dissonant um will not say it's just temporary it doesn't catch you know it's just sleeps that's right, what I mean, I somebody... right. a perfect I mean... analogy is you can take a drop a single drop of structured high energy water put it into a vat of unboxed you know, unstructured water, and all of that water will take on that same because it, everything resonates with the higher uh, structure. But you can't take a drop of unstructured and drop it into a, a vat of structured water. It will have no effect whatsoever. In fact, that drop will then become structured. So the high, the higher ordered structure uh, takes dominance. That's how the med beds work with the holographic imprint like what Jenhan was saying the universe tends to perfection it's when you have uh, that in the medbeds some of them the um and alex collier explained that very well when you have a, a, a dissonant tissue a wounded tissue a sick tissue you you got the holographic pattern of the same part of the body uh, from a moment where, when it was healthy and you imprint it on it, the hologram of the, the, the healthy stuff on the hologram of the sick stuff. Well, naturally, you don't have, do not have anything to do. The, 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 the chaotic matter will tend to attune to the, the healthier, the organized one. It's natural process. It's called evolution. It's, it will attune to the new, uh, to, to the order. Chaos, we attune to the, the to order, uh, not the other side around. Uh, that's how nature works. Um, so, I don't know, maybe someone else can yeah, that's, that's how crystals work, too. And that's how actual nature, physical trees going outside. You, If you test someone's field, and there could be chaotic equations, numbers, negatives, whatever, and you bring in a crystal into the field and immediately will take on the structure of the crystal with the calm serenity, whatever, or like walking out in the forest or the beach, take off your shoes, get in the grounding. Immediately, your theta waves spike up, your body, your hormones change. You know, there's all of this. There's so much to this. We could go on and on. And that's why it's so important to stay grounded, go outside, use crystals, all the things. Why not? They're here. You know, if we're going to tune up and we need to be here. So when shit hits the fan and people are looking to us we need to be the calm ones we need to be the ones who are like okay you know what we've spent three years going through this shit we're awake you know maybe two decades for some people um three decades i don't know how old you guys are but you know there's many of us who've been doing this for birth right and so we knew this time was coming um some of us maybe not but some of us know and it's just a matter of like are we going to be the structured ones because we're the crystalline are we going to be the one that bring, you know, sovereignty out of chaos? Can we just stand here in our presence and stand and be in our sovereignty and actually affect the biofield of everyone 20 feet around us? Absolutely. And it's measurable. I can measure every one of you guys and what your width and radius is of your scalar waves. And when you walk around in that radius, people can get healed. People can be touched. People can, aha, wake up. They can have clarity. They can feel calm and not know why, but it's because you guys walked into the room and you already had that stability. You are the structure. You are the crystalline. Totally. 
Um, when people talk about 5G, 5D, I think of us in 5D and beyond as a throat chakra, speaking truth, being activators, which is beyond the 5G towers because we're towers. We're so much more powerful than the 5G because our frequency is beyond these dark technologies because they can only really work if a person is in lower chakra energies. We can only be assimilated into AI or be bound to this matrix if we're running these you know, lower energies. And as humans, we're going to run into it. But if we consciously breathe through it and raise the vibration, we get to the higher octaves. Every planetary body has low octaves, shadow energies, and higher octaves. Like Saturn, its lower octave is tyranny, control, enslavement, um, uh, misuse of power. Its higher octave is self-mastery and becoming a teacher. Because once we get over the trials and tribulations of being in a control system and we take our power back, we actually become masters over these control forces. And we become that override frequency. We become the 5D tower, which overrides the 5G. And then we switch on everything else because our throat chakra is a bridge to the multidimensional and higher dimensions that we can speak and purify and neutralize dark weapons and toxicity, I feel. Anybody else? What was that, Dr. Charnel? Nice. That's awesome. I'm just yes. saying, yay, I love all of it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about, um, yeah, just the override frequency, how it affects the collective and how when we carry this, I mean, it changes people around us. It's like when you walk into a room and you maintain that energy and you don't drop down to the lowest common de denominator, which... Um, it's it's kind of hard to do. It's it's more about inviting people like a tuning fork to 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 resonate with a higher frequency. So yeah, that's kind of what we're talking about. Any thoughts on that? Well, that's the energy that that we're becoming more conscious of. You know, the point is that uh, we didn't know much about our energy bodies. You know, until I guess you could say really the dawn of quantum physics equals mc squared, things like this. The notion of of matter itself being interchangeable with energy, right? The idea that we are vibrating particles, like this was not known to humans, it was mystical, right? This was what the mystics spoke about. This was the, the paradoxes and, and whatnot of mysticism. Um, and these were sort of hidden occult secrets that were made actually public. A lot of people still haven't fathomed really what that means or how, you know, how that affects uh, our, our relationship to, to reality of, you know, because people are still stuck in 3D, right? You could, we're in a, we're in a universe, we're starting to understand quantum physics and people are still sitting there going, you know, oh, aliens and that stuff, that's that's so far out, you know, portals. Oh, that's so like, that's so, uh, you know, on asset. I mean, how stupid do you have to be <laughs> at this point to not realize like the universe is, is much, you know, more magical, right? Than, uh, than people who are stuck in the 3D can fathom. But that's the problem is that everyone is basically, I think I would say on their path of where they're meant to go. And so there are those souls that are essentially no matter what you try to do as far as determine the lowest common denominator or whatnot, it's like they're they're basically on a dharma that is is not necessarily meant for the ascension. And that's what we have to come to terms with in this time period is that there is this weeding out process. There is this splitting off process. There is this journey of many souls. And I think we're confronted, we've confronted a lot of them in our own families and our own reality recently, especially who are literally adamantly um, ready to be roboticized, ready to be chipped, ready to be basically be controlled, ready to surrender because their version of control is not an organic. What was said, Elena, when you were talking about control really caught me because I was thinking, hmm, there's an artificial notion of control that people can, can, can surrender to. 
and the artificial notion of control is what's considered like fascism or socialism, these sort of authoritarian structures, which can feel protective and it can feel like a proper control, but actually organic control has an element of free will to it. It has the component of freedom to it. And it's an organic experience of control because organic control is not full control. Organic control is more like a, it's like a negentropic, like in nature of the universe. It's like you have entropy, which is basically um, uh, moving towards disorder and chaos, right? Uh, and we would say that like most of the universe seems to be entropic, right? It seems to be like we decay, we, you know, we get older or whatnot, but actually life itself is negentropic because it's, it's organizing in spite of all this chaos. Like how is it, you know, out of, as they said, like the possibility of humans, the probability of the possibility of humans occurring or life occurring on a planet is like, uh, a tornado coming and blowing the parts of a 747 into into a 747 plane, right? Imagine like a tornado comes and blows that into, that's the kind of like negentropy, like creating order from complete chaos that it requires to actually create life. And so that's an organic experience of order. And there's a spirit involved and there's a consciousness involved, there's a choice involved. And this is where we have to be very careful, I think, when it comes to like order versus chaos, because chaos is also a potent force and it's an important force because freedom is chaotic. Freedom is the spontaneous chaotic ability to say, to say, you know what, I'm intuiting, feeling not to go that way. That can be, oh, you're chaotic. You're, you know, you're going in the wrong direction. It's an important aspect of the human, of the, of the living experience, right? Is that choice point. So I think that organic order is, 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 is healthy, but at the same time as we know, if we don't have chaos, we're in a fascist totalitarian system. Totally, totally. And I love the uh, I Ching. I mean, I, I did it so much in high school that I literally memorized the 64 hexagrams in the whole book because I did it so much. And just the ebb and flow of everything, uh, the creative and the receptive. And just like you said, order and chaos and these forces of the universe that, um, yeah, yeah, I could go on. Anybody want to um, share some thoughts about that? That was really awesome. I want to comment on uh, Dr. Charnel's, uh, what she said about this field that she can measure. And uh, this bioelectromagnetic field, which some people call the aura of the person, I think there is much more to that where we resonate with other people. I bet everyone in here has had this experience. You meet a stranger and you instantly like them because you probably resonate on the same frequency with them or that they have a higher vibratory frequency of the, of the light than you have, so you get drawn to it. This liking and dislike, and we've had that too, the people we don't like, we see them across the street and just, just don't care for them. Maybe they could be things, maybe in their aura or their, how they look or something. People that don't take care of themselves, they have a low self-image. And you know that it all ties into the building of that bioelectromagnetic field. So I think we resonate with this a lot more than we think. Totally. Uh, Do you have any questions, Augie, as, as, as my co-host here? Anybody Great. else want to answer that? Um, question as well. It's so interesting, you know, integration of polarity and just moving, you know, beyond duality yeah. and how everything is just within us. It's the inner initiation that takes us into these ascension energies. It's a, it's amazing. But yeah, if uh, 
anybody wants to take it away with a question or you, Augie, um, or anybody still wants to carry on with this particular? Well, Augie, um, Laura, I'd like to just uh, expand a little bit um, what, what bubbled up for me when Augie made that comment. I, I, it brought me back to when I worked in the burn and the trauma ICU. So everybody in that unit, all the patients in that unit were in a chemical coma. They were put in a chemical coma and they were on pain medication. And it was very interesting because being, you know, sensitive to energy, I would feel, you know, the way that I felt about each person. And in for as much as I can really remember, there was one person that I immediately walked in the room and for whatever reason, his energy repelled me. He was in a chemical coma. I pretty much loved all of my other patients over those years, but his energy repelled me for whatever reason. And he, he was very violent. You know, he shot his wife and he shot himself and, you know, there's a lot of chaos. Um, but I think that's true, Augie. I think that's true. You know, the, it's the way that we interact with their with their bio um, electric field. Um, you know, and I tried to like him. I really did. I really tried to like him, but uh, there was just something about his energy. I just couldn't couldn't. I didn't even want to be his nurse. It was that it was that strong. So, yeah, there's something there. Well. With numbers, you, you only get what you are. So when you come across someone with lower numbers, whether you know it mentally or the guy is unconscious and you're literally feeling it, I mean, um, the, they can capture all this on camera now. So you can yeah. see when one plant is taking from another plant to usurp the power and the energy in order to survive. And you can see that with humans too. When we measure people and they're actually inverted on their field instead of any kind of radiation is because they cannot generate their own energy. They have to live off someone else. So mm -hmm. probably what you feel with someone that low, even though they're so totally out and in a coma, mm -hmm. is they have lower negative energies and they are usurping from you. You feel that and yes. probably anybody does um, anywhere when you just feel it. So it's not only like a dissonance feeling, but it, it could also be like a suckage feeling where they're mm -hmm. actually taking from your field to survive in mm -hmm. essence. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it's not right or wrong or left or right. Like Sean right. was saying, it's right. just where people are. And some people are never going to be where you are, no matter how much words we say, no matter how much we pray, sending good vibes, hope for the best, you know, all the things. Some of them, like Sean was saying, this is just their lot for now in this season. And, you know, I've had to really, really not take it personal yeah. because, you know, especially in working as a naturopath and seeing people decide to do the things that Dan was talking about. It's like, you can sit there and tell them, but if they're so sucked into the entrainment of whatever's on the earth and they're in that vibe and they're just going for it and they don't want to know anything else, they're just in there and they're happy and I'm just doing the thing. It could be completely what we wouldn't want for them, no much no matter how much we love them or want for them, or you know, give them information, send them the 50-second article on why not to do blah blah blah. But they're just gonna do their thing. And I've had to just be like, you know what, I love you anyway. Awesome. I'll be over here. 
I'm here if you need something, but also, you know, you do you and I'm going to just keep doing me and let's boogie on and we'll do our thing and yeah. see where everybody lands and, but not taking it personal, man, especially if it's like family or people yeah. that you thought you were close to. Yeah. I think this three years for me has been more of like identifying who's actually my friend, like the real word, not talking about like the Facebook kind or right. someone who just talked to you on Instagram once in a message or like some shit, you know, I'm talking about who's my actual friend when shit goes down and I need a friend to talk to or listen to or get advice from that's going to love me no matter what. And, you know, we we're all finding each other. We're still doing it. You know, there's still forks in the road and shit going on, but you know, in the end, it's just a sifting kind of deal and just staying in our power, staying in our love and not taking it personal and just being like, you know what? I love anyway. I just love you anyway. Exactly. Exactly. People can't be afraid to move on and let go of the old because it makes room for so much goodness to come in. And as long as we keep that mutual love and respect, even if it's from afar, we're not like holding dark energy between one another. And I feel like even if people are making decisions, jab or no jab or you know, like there's opposition or things that can create discord, the unconditional love and acceptance without needing to be right, without needing to prove something, without needing that validation or, or to convince somebody of somebody, when that love frequency is the override energy, no matter how much distance or boundaries need to be there, to me, that's going to offset a lot of the damages and mitigate a lot of these dark weapons that are relying on our minds. It, it, if the weapons were enough, they wouldn't bother with social engineering and mind control. They would just blast us with weapons. They require us to bite the bait. They require us to be invested in the false narratives and the distortions. Because once we're free of that, the weapons have nothing on us and the body releases it as a foreign substance. It's the mind that we need to free to mitigate and neutralize the weapons and everything that we've ingested that isn't good for us. I feel it has a frequency that holds us on, on a mental level and an emotional level, and it begins to separate us from our soul. And once we get that back, I feel like we can overcome and heal just about everything and anything. Would you guys like agree with that? Absolutely. Well, that's what I'm getting from all of you guys <laughs> like that. And this is really what this is about, like the power of the human spirit and what we're really capable of. Any, and we have the whole universe out. supporting us because the core of the matrix is love and it will not support dissonance. So um, how great is that? <laughs> Very great. Anybody want to present a, a, a question? Um, there's no question from the group. So Sean, are you coming with any thoughts or things that you want to share questions you want to put out Augie as a co-host or anybody here I just want to make sure in the last 20 minutes that we have even if we do go over a little bit um that everybody feels like hey I got something I want to present to the group and here's a question and you can answer it first it's totally casual and free for all aren't I a great host <laughs> sorry if I'm a little rusty <laughs> no I'm totally open uh there's too many thoughts like every it's just there's so much swirling um you know from in terms of it's too much to verbalize at the moment um but as you know if there was something said to trigger the thought you know everything goes back to the earth and uh, that's the whole beauty of this recycling the nature of this earth it does recycle things some things take longer as we know some things are, are shorter but it's like everything returns to the earth and so it's always been this this realization that we have to allow bad ideas whatever bad you know that we think like oh this is toxic this is bad like let it run its course it will ultimately come back to the earth and 
and as you were saying, I think Dan was saying, like, if, if it's not of love, ultimately, it's like it won't it won't ultimately rise. Right. It's like there's there is there are certain thresholds. And I think that we're entering. I know we're entering a new threshold as we're talking about the Schumann resonance and whatnot rising. It's like there's a new threshold with where the Earth is moving on the galactic plane. Um, so as the vibration is increasing, we are feeling that because we are of the Earth we're made of the Earth. Um, the sun, I think the solar activity and as we know, like there's, uh, there's there's been anyway, different bursts of, of periods of solar activity, like disappearing. Right. And then and then acting up. I think the sun is playing a very critical role in actually triggering these earth changes and actually like waking, stirring up the earth, because in the process of the earth's awakening, our awakening, it all coexists, coexists with this ascension process. Um, so that's why it goes back to just like trusting that process to play itself out, letting the bad things, the things that are dissonant, they say bad, like ultimately it's just like more dissonant, less like more heavy, more dense, not as light, because ultimately that's what the ascension is about. It's becoming lighter. It's about being able to transmute more rapidly, processing things more with more love and forgiveness and all the things, you know, the Christ concepts, right, of, of charity and mercy and all these concepts that were very like high ideals, being able to actually implement them more readily as we enter this time period, because we'll enter, be more energetically attuned as opposed to dense earthly beings that are, you know, caught up with getting revenge on, on, on their parent, you know, their parent or whoever abused them as a child, physically, verbally, uh, you name it, sexually, like all this abuse that's been going on in our psyches. It's like the more we can actually transmute that, you know, all that, uh, how do you say that noise essentially that's keeping us back rapidly transmuting that to then become more ascended, more light, more joyful, right? More present. And then body, this new earth. Nature teaches us everything. I mean, we compost, we compost the things we need to release. And actually the compost makes the soil more nutrient for the next growth to be even stronger than before. And I love that you refer to the earth because the earth is so much and it's a multidimensional planet with stargates and a planetary grid network that connects to the multidimensional cosmos that we are replicas of and in this restoration of the tree of life it has a root system and branches and um yeah i just i just oh, <laughs> love it anybody else want to share some thoughts that was really awesome uh, i i want to say that we've been talking tonight about the creative capacity of the unified field or the universal consciousness, the universal mind or God, if you like. I personally believe there is no restrictions to that creative capacity. It can do absolutely anything. Now, that's a hard statement to say. And let me tell you why I think so. We can create here what whatever everybody else is creating, maybe more than that. But let's say that you wanted to create something that is so big. It is by physical laws of physics is impossible to create. What if you were able to do it, but you could not fit it in with our physical reality? What would happen then, in my opinion, is that you create a different timeline going into the future where those creations were possible. Mm -hmm. And you leave the old timeline behind. And uh, of course, there's two schools of thought on that old timeline. Quantum physics says, and one theory says that the field collapses, they never happen. And the other one say that it continue because you put energy into it. 
energy does not dissipate to nothing. So since there were energy, that old timeline continue with you in it. Now you got two, two timelines, you're in both of them and you're not schizophrenic. Uh, all right, nobody laughed at my jokes anyway, so don't worry. But, <laughs> I was muted, I was laughing. <laughs> the new I was time, laughing, Augie. Yeah, it's, John, what do you think? It was funny, it was good. <laughs> all right, well, the new timeline has that phenomenally big thing that you wanted to create in it, because in that timeline, the laws of physics allow for that thing to be created. Now that's a little hard to swallow. What would, be, what would be the restriction of the laws of physics in the in the first timeline? Let's say you wanted to create another planet next to oh, ours. Okay. <laughs> now that's a pretty big mm -hmm. thing. But isn't this what reality is? It's a thought experiment. Mm. I mean, if we really think about what this is, it's a thought experiment. It's certain mythologies that keep coming back, right? And that's why it's like there's certain concepts of a fall, um, of you know, this duality, this checkerboard duality, this, uh, how do you say, um, this separation of us from source, you know, the, this God wound that we all have, right? feel of betrayal separation however you want to term it you know your sense of uh, abandonment everyone has some or some wound around this you know this feeling right um and then uh how do you say like it's a thought experiment to me of of this exploration of creating a human and then you know playing with it basically playing with genetics playing interceding here and there uh having a hidden hand come in and, you know, again, pick up the puppet when you need it, right, to catalyze things or, you know, to put the world to the precipice of, of destruction and then save, then let, the, let it be saved and see there with, uh, with where we are now as far as what's our choice as we become more aware, I would say, like, for the, what to me is, is interesting, like, this moment, we talk about the New Ages, because we're all of a sudden more aware than ever before in, in the recent history, not let's say Atlantis, but let's say, like, the post-Atlantean world. You know, since the times of maybe Egypt. Egypt is a different story. It's we actually might be in Egypt. This might be the thought experiment that Egypt is playing on it on us. But fundamentally, we're more conscious than the last few thousand years, right? Because collectively we can actually connect across the planet now. We can exchange literature and texts across the planet. We can uh, we have awareness of history that's 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 planetary, you know, and also galactic now that we're introducing galactic history, more alien, you know, alien channels are coming through more clearly. Uh, we're sharing this information more readily. You know, this this is only about 100, 200 years of, you know, people and others starting to actually bring up the Atlantean mythology for people en masse, right? I mean, so the point is that we are coming to this awareness because this is a choice point now. So it's been a few thousand years of the, the uh, a strong collective unconscious, a lot of unconsciousness amongst the human animal uh, becoming more aware of itself, but still more impulsive, all of a sudden coming to this choice point of, wow, wait, I can actually say no to this. Wait, I can say yes to that. Wait, I don't have to go to war anymore just because the, some tyrant told me to. Wait, I actually have a voice. I have a platform. I can be on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, True Social, any platform. And all of a sudden people listen to me and I affect hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. That's all of a sudden we are the media, that the old magicians were the media. And all of a sudden it's coming up. 
so this is the this is the choice point in the thought experiment as to where we go. And I love that no matter how much censorship there is, we we don't quit. And just one thing about you know energy that it doesn't get dissipated, but it can get siphoned, harvested, and vampired off of. That's why people feel drained, and all we need to do is call it back because it's ours. But that was so cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And somebody was going to say something, so go ahead. It's totally a thought experience. And it's planet mind fuck. Sorry, I didn't say that. <laughs> Somebody was going to pipe in. I know we don't have much time left and I want to make sure everybody shares because Elena, um, you haven't shared in a while. And John and Dan, I mean, I, do we want to just kind of go around and assess just what this whole day is sort of like brought to the surface for each of you. It can be about anything at all. It could be about a conversation we had a couple hours ago or something you heard in a talk or something you shared in a talk. And, and um, you, Sean, just anything that you're bringing in from just the incredible adventures you've been on lately. Should we just kind of go around and each have a closing kind of remark as long as you wanna kind of keep it? Um, I'm not in a huge rush here, but I'm sure other people are tired and wanting to maybe um, close here. So should we just go around um, and everybody can just, Sure. And sure. and should we do kind of a loop? We could start it's with Audrey. It's nice Elena's been able to stay with us. It's almost 4 a.m. I know. Yeah. Why, don't we, why don't we start with you, Elena? It's amazing <laughs> that you um just, and, and it just seems like you're <laughs> immune to like exhaustion. You have a, a great ability. Go ahead, Elena. That light. She'll barely make it. She'll make it. Yes. So go ahead. We'll start with you. <laughs> well, you know, all of what everybody said tonight, it's about knowing who we are and knowing what we can do and there's there's only one little thing that um keeps us to really secure our great future there's only one little thing and that only one little thing is also the last card that the enemy desperate enemy is playing that thing is fear and we need to drop that and that's the only thing that keeps us tied up to the the old paradigm that's the only thing that's the chain fear and they're very good at playing with that uh, trying to to trust manipulating us with that with fear scaring us well let us just stop that because everything that carries fear it's not good it's it's that's trick somewhere you know there's two different types of fear there's the, the instinctive fear that tells us oh there's a danger but that fear comes from us from inside okay from our senses now the bad fear that we need to drop is the fear that comes from outside not from us from things that are broadcast to us like narratives or things like that we need to drop that and when we do we're free. The chains are broken. And we just walk into our wonderful future that we are creating. So that would be my, my last word at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. in Ireland. Drop all fears. <laughs> Beautiful. Excellent. So, um, Thank yeah. you. Who's next? The order changed here. Yeah, depending on everyone, the order is different. So um Okay, then I can go next. Um I just want to say this has been a great experience. 
it's been wonderful being here with you guys. And um, it's, uh, I want to say, just as an exclamation point on what Elena just said. Um, In the Bible, Jesus says, do not fear uh, more times than any other saying that he does throughout the Bible. And people have calculated it's a total of 365 times we have the saying, do not fear. And that's one day for every day of the year. That's a tremendous statement. Um, So I just wanted to uh, tell people in line with that, um, people have been getting this experience. Uh, it's It's a paranormal experience. It's a voice to skull technology that has been sent out to people. And it's these messages that national governments, apparently they have this ability, they have uh, other abilities, um, but they have been sending out the message to people and the cabal has also been sending out the messages to people. And I've gotten this from two men that I follow. Uh, One of them is David Icke uh, and the other one is Cliff High. Uh, I follow both of these guys. They're basically the only ones I follow. Uh, And uh, they both recently in the recent months have said the same thing. They have said they have examples of many dozens and hundreds of people that have come to them and told them they are all receiving the same message. And the message is just, I think it's just seven words. It just goes like this. Uh, Take the vax. It'll be fine. That's the message. Those are like seven words that everyone has been receiving. And this is amazing. And um, uh, Cliff High has said it goes beyond uh, this message going out to people. It goes beyond just uh, technical. It's not just from the 5G towers or whatever, because he has seen people in very remote locations. They get no radio signals at all. And they have also, and they've been uh, people who are energetically perceptive, uh, intuitive, intuitive. And they have also received this message, this one message, seven words. Um, So it's just, um, it's just very uh, scary. And you people, you guys know that uh, when people have paranormal experiences, they tend to just pick themselves up, dust themselves off and pretend it never happened. And this is the reason why, this is the reason why we've all seen people, we've all talked to people who said, oh, I'm never, I'm never getting the bioweapon, ever. I'm never getting the bioweapon no matter what. And you see them a month later and they're like, oh, I took it, I took it. And there's no, and then when you ask them, why did they do that? They get kind of fuzzy, they get kind of fuzzy, they get kind of blurry and there's no real thing uh, given. Anyway. That's been happening a lot of places, and that is why I, I try to urge people to uh, read my book, The Clear Hearers, The Clear Hearers, uh, because it explains what real clear hearing is, and it also warns about this that's happening right now, and um, I want to say that, and also my uh, devices, devices for protection, uh, are also on my website, along uh, with uh, these uh, devices for personal spiritual protection and yep there it is in the chat uh it is uh at uh, johntamabooks.com and apparently there's 
25% off for all of my books uh, and for the devices as well uh, using code FBI25. FBI25. So that was what I wanted to leave you guys with. And that was, that was it. Very important stuff because these messages, this voice to skull technology is going to be used. It's been wildly successful, wildly successful. And whenever global government gets something that's wildly successful, they're going to use it again and again and again. So that's why I tell you about this. That's why it's so important that people look into this and find out what real clear hearing is and what counterfeit, counterfeit clear hearing is, like what they're doing right now all over the world. That was it. Thanks, guys. Thank you, John. Let me, let oh, me comment. Oh, I Thank you so much, John. That was awesome. Go ahead, Augie. Yeah, let me comment just one thing on what John said there, because voice te skull technology sounds pretty wild, but no, it was patented back in the 1980s. And I have the patent number. In fact, I talk about the patent number on one of my videos that you can find everywhere, um, Aliens and Agenda 21. And there are many other technologies like that. In fact, patents on some of this stuff that they put in your arm and all kinds of things that it is patented. It's proven. So don't let anybody tell you you are a conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. I can add to that very just quickly because uh, I feel like I've said my last word for the most part, but I just want to add to that with um, conspiracy theory uh, season two, I believe, with Jesse Ventura, um, which was before I came on the show, I came on for season three, but in season two, I believe he did a, an experiment with exactly that technology, the voice to skull stuff, and he showed you on, you know, where Jesse was literally like hearing, hearing it. And he's like, where is that coming from? And uh, they showed you that technology. And uh, obviously, this is back when uh, Jesse still believed in conspiracies and where he bought the state. Thing. But uh, I, I love that episode, especially when they beamed the music into his head as he was standing there. And then he just yes. says, with a big smile, he says, holy mackerel, this could actually drive me crazy. And he was just listening to it for like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but he said over time, that would literally drive you insane. It's crazy. Crazy stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's crazy to see just what comes to people's devices. And I mean, with all the school shootings, actually a, a woman I'm picking up tonight, who's a good friend of mine, had 10 family members gunned down in the Texas church. Her name's Joe Cheryl. And all of her friends abandoned her. And wow. she's been struggling with this. And I just bought her a plane ticket. I'm like, get your butt out here. I'm gonna take wow. care of you. She's so traumatized, lost 10 family members. The FBI was right there. They were doing um, testing for, for trauma. They were never in the area. And, and it was totally MK Ultra, like assassin just got uh, the message to go in there. I mean, there's false flags, yeah, but this was real deal stuff. And wouldn't you say that's similar to this voice skull where you just take commands? They do all kinds of stuff with that. It is crazy. And the problem is everybody's using it now, not just national governments, but cabal entities that are looking to depopulate us are also using it. That's what's so scary about this. Yeah. Okay, Crazy. well, thank you for sharing. So we'll yeah, keep going I, around and, and you still should have clothing, uh, closing thoughts, I hope, Sean. And we'll keep going around. And yeah, yeah. So, I mean, hey, again, hey, frequency. Sean? Hey, Sean, could, no, well, could well, I? Well, 
Dan or Sean, do you want to, I mean, whoever wants to go, whoever hasn't spoken, just as long as everybody gets their final closing words. I'll probably not really um, close. I just want to hear everybody else before we close. Can, so, can I ask Sean a question quick? Sure, why not? Uh, hey, uh, Sean, do you do radio shows? I do. Not radio. I mean, I have a show. Um, it's called Interviews on Iconic. So that's David Ike's platform, iconic.com. Oh, I would yeah. love to have you all on as a guest for Broadcast Team Alpha. We got a very popular show that uh, gets out on 17 platforms. I would love to have you come on and spend an hour with us. Is that possible? Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Laura and Dr. Chanel have my contact and uh, we'll set that up. Sounds Can wonderful. Can we set something up, I hope, Sean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Awesome. And, and he did what saw. you're not doing that, right, anymore? He did this show, big show for a long, long time. You're not, is that moved over to Iconic or that's different? No, not, I mean, it's just my show now is called Interviews on Iconic. But Laura, okay. right, you're doing Instinct.tv. Right. right. Okay. Uh-huh. Infinite.tv. That's a good Infinite.tv. Okay. Right. Nice. Okay. Well, I, I will, I'll make sure. Um, but yeah, no, he, he's, he's done amazing shows. I was on a show a long time ago. We've done some cool collaboration. It'd be really awesome that you have him. So yeah. And you've been on crazy adventures, but I could definitely ask you a bunch of questions, but we'll go around and can't wait to hear what everybody has to close with. And then uh, any final thoughts from you would be um, awesome. So Dan, do you wanna go next? Uh, sure, yeah, my final thoughts are on the matrix we're covering. I uh, just wanna leave the thoughts that the core of the matrix is love and that the dissonance uh, is not supported in this geometrical resonance that the matrix is and that the universe does tend toward perfection. So we have all that going for us. And uh, in supporting the scientific information that not only Dr. Marcel Vogel, but uh, Jen Han Yredron, uh, the corroborating evidence that supports who Elena Danan is and what she is sharing, and that counters all of the disinformation that's going out there uh, to, for people to look at to look at the corroborating elements that uh, that support what's real and what's not, you know, because you have to really use discernment out there. Um, my two websites, uh, marcelvogel.org and thewebmatrix.net um, has all the scientific notes and everything like that uh, to share with everybody. And uh, and I hope I, I hope I hope I did the subject, uh, you great. know, justice. It was really great. Of course you did. <laughs> And thanks for all your um, research and helping to exonerate Eisenhower from all the lies and miswritten and rewritten history that has just really been a lot to carry. So thank you for everything that you do. And uh, okay, so um, Nori and then Charnel and then Sean and then I'll close. Augie, you you said enough or you want to share? I said enough. Oh, no, never. Come on. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. Um, Nora. Well, I, I just want to thank everybody. I, I thank everybody so much because each of you have contributed to restoring and empowering that which I know, right? But it was kind of getting a little watered down and a little weak. And, and I love that, Augie, what you said that, that we can 
can't do anything. We can create anything. But I love that we have those crystals, Elena and and Dan, and I love that we have the med beds, and I love that we have Dr. Charnel, and I love that we have all of these tools and adjuncts to support us until we reach that state of alignment where we can create that planet right next to ours, right, Augie? Yeah. yeah. And, and there's one more thing that came to me toward the end here that anybody who is preparing to release the body and leave the planet what I spoke about during my presentation is for you too. So I know that there's somebody on the replay that needed to hear that. So thank you, everybody. Much love, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, Laura, Augie. Thank you. Thanks, Lori. Dr. Charnel. Charnel. Hey, I same love all you guys. Um, it's always a good to hang out with high vibe people who. Um, I just love every one of you, all of you. I'm so honored to be wherever, any, anytime you guys are out. Um, for me, a couple of things came to mind. Number one, kind of piggybacking on what Elena said, which you're so awesome. Um, with the voice to God tech, you can go on my website and there's a ton of stuff with the patents and actual pictures of it, but the voice, yes, I concur with John, um, working with people. Uh, as a naturopath and an energy worker, I have, I can say that that's happened, but also what I keep hearing is some, some people are saying that they're hearing this one sentence as well. And in one way it comes out this way and another way it comes out a different way. It's the inflection and the tone, but this is what we're hearing. Number one, we're hearing anytime someone wants to step out and do something awesome, we're hearing, who do you think you are? And so that's come up a few times. At the same time, I'm also hearing other people he hearing and within themselves, who do you think you are? So I think that this is a time where we need to take kind of like an inventory of actually who we are in this time and season, what we're capable of, not looking at the limits like Augie was saying, there are no limits when you're tapped into source code, who is everything. And that is in us, in our DNA. We get to do the stuff. We are sent here and we picked this time right now. This is not an accident that we're here in the middle of all this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sucks sometimes. And there's a day that I have bad days, just like all of you. But when we stand together and when we remember and we come together and we focus on the things that we do agree on, when we don't take it personal and we can just still love each other unconditionally, because of course there is conditional love, which is like, if you don't do this and you don't like what I say and you don't believe what I do, then there's no love. That's not love. True love is loving everyone where they're at. And so number one, I would just really encourage everyone to ask that question, who do you think you are? Mm -hmm. And write down a list of the things that you truly are, or maybe things that you wish to be or to align with and to remember. Because like John said, it is a mental. You know, you can be planned and have all the stuff, but hope is not a plan. And if you're dealing with the mental and the voice to God tech and all the other stuff, it's like, we have to even come and override that and come up to a higher place. And we can with practice, just like exercising and working out, you know, we build those muscles, those mental muscles as well, those spiritual muscles as well. So number one, who do you think you are? And number two, really, really understand unconditional love. 
not just for other people who may not be where you are or where you think you are, but also unconditional love for the person right here, you, you guys of remembering, you know what, you're going to have a mistake. You may have a misjudgment. You may not do everything perfect, but give yourself some slack in the middle of all this and just be like, you know what? Okay. I'm having a bad day. I might take some time off. I might go out to the forest. I might go kayaking. I might pick some berries or sleep in or whatever the situation is that you need for you. Love yourself unconditionally with the true, pure, divine love of who God is in you already. And just remember that you're not alone because part of the big illusion is to separate, divide, and keep everyone feeling like I'm the only one who feels this. And that's bullshit. We're, we're all feeling it. And usually if you just check the Schumann or put a call out and you have the courage to just go talk to someone, you'll find out a lot of people are feeling the same thing that you are. And even us as leaders, um, you know, whatever that means, leaders, um, you know, I think sometimes we look at other people who are on the platforms and have tons of followers and we just think they got it going on. They never have a bad day, you know, blah, blah, blah. They just got lucky. No, it's hard work and we have bad days. Everybody has bad days. And so send love to your people, send love and, you know, good encouragement, you know, be nice, smile at people. When you go to the store and walk around, I play this smile game and I'll just be like, Hey, and I'll wave and I'll be sweet. And like, just really try on purpose to see how I can radiate absolute total pure love to everyone that I contact and ignite that love and everyone that I contact. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I have no idea. Um, I'm just working on me just like everybody else. So that's my two cents. Great. Love you. <laughs> oh, and you can go to swiftfire.org too. Get, go check it out. Maybe there's something that will appeal to you. Who knows? Awesome, Charnel. Thank you so much for joining us and everything that you've brought um, today and, and everything that you do, of course. <laughs> it's been see. awesome. Hi, guys. I have to pop out. Uh, bedtime over here too so um, i will say much love to everyone and help you have a beautiful evening and thank you for uh, having me in the uh, discussion oh Good gosh to wonderful you. to see you i'm so Take glad you're going to join thanks sean yes guys get some night okay everybody um looks like we're ready to close i uh have my website cosmicaya.org you can subscribe to my newsletter thing where I do Zoom meetings and I do one-on-one -on -one calls and readings and free calls for subscribers. And I got some good projects in the works and my book will be out soon, finally. And uh, yeah, and just, yeah, a lot of stuff is falling together and I'm feeling like really good and, and way different than I've been feeling the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, like everybody's been feeling just the empathic overload, just the overwhelm of everything we're processing, no matter how much we might've warned people here it is. Right. And I just, um, just feel really encouraged, really inspired by making this happen with you guys and uh, just feel kind of over the, um, kind of devastation part of it all. I just had to kind of process through it and move through it. I know a lot of us have, and I'm just feeling just a lot of lightness. So, and this really helps and just all us gathering together and staying strong in this unity and our community and building community and uh, continuing to rocket on our missions and um, and learn and grow with each other and from each other. And, and also everybody listening, because to me, leaders are not people with the microphone that are behind the camera. 
everybody's a leader when you step up to your truth, your sovereignty, and you embrace uh, the more difficult work within yourself, which ultimately is liberating you and giving you the life that you deserve. Um, it's just about unhooking from the things that maybe produce guilt or regret or shame or insecurity when really um, bring that power back to you and just know that when you rescue your treasures, all those things turn into jewels and crystals and wisdom. Um, there's a flip side to all those negative feelings and emotions. And once we get there, um, we assist people in rising above and remembering um, what it means to come home and not to misunderstand the journey to the point where you feel defeated and victimized and like you're going to give up. We're all in this together. We're a fucking family. And I love you guys. <laughs> love you too. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks okay, so much. Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.